only dress up to scare people. <laughs> Just so that you look like, so that I look like European, you know, snobbish. Uh, please, don't touch me. <laughs> Stay away from me. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> I just apologize for being so pretty today <laughs> to them. <laughs> I don't look like uh, I don't look like Chinese. Oh, to be beautiful is very suffering, you know. <laughs> but this is already better, huh? In the medieval age, they they even squeeze you into half. Right? With all the laces, huh? And the, 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 you know, the mother and the maid stand both sides of the string and, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> I say, pull, you know? <laughs> and you can't eat, huh? And I saw they wear high heel like this. So mine is nothing, huh? In case you're surprised about my high heel, you should see the 18th century woman, huh? 18 or 19, huh? Victorian time, when they wear like that. Oh, and both, front and back, you know, high like this. It's like the Chinese in the old time. All the noble people wear so high heels. I don't know why. Maybe because uh, it has to do with the level, you know. <laughs> high level of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the film lately, the film uh, Les Miserables? Yeah. Wow. Have a look at it. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not good, but it's not bad. Just something ridiculous. Mm. But it's from Victor Hugo, huh? So it's okay. And as the the lady, you know, wear like this high, like a piece of wood, you know, more, you know, extra. That's it, you know. And she has to walk on it. She balance, uh, you know, both the 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 maids or mother both side have to. Trainers to walk in it. That's why they walk slow in the old time, you know? They walk very gracefully, not like me running up and down this hall, you know, in two minutes. <laughs> I'm trying hard to be a fair lady, but oh, I must confess I don't really like it so much. It's so. <sighs> the Korean dress the other day is not bad. Yeah, it's more roomy. It's more roomy. <laughs> so, how are we doing today? Good, yeah? Just getting comfortable, right? Mm. Have you been in India? You have? That's how you get the hair cut like that? I know. <laughs> in Thailand? <laughs> in India, I thought people do that in India, you know, the sadhus. Yeah. What did you find? Yeah. Fish? Fish in India? Yeah, why didn't you say that? Huh? You didn't go back. You didn't go back? Okay. You like it? Yes. Kakuta is very poor, you know? And people dying on the street all the time. Mm. That's why it would make you feel good, huh? Well, at least you're not dying. <laughs> you feel good about that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes a visit in a poor country, poor area, make you feel good too. You feel you're blessed. At least you feel you're more fortunate in some way, huh? Uh, not because people dying are not uh, blessed, but because they die without anything in their hand, you know, without without knowing what they are and who they are. It's not it's not the money. 
Money we cannot take anyhow. Enlightenment we can take at least. Huh? Uh, even people born in India, they sometimes are deprived of the gift of enlightenment because they're too poor to worry about seeking a master. Also sometimes they're too poor to have the opportunity to even to hear about it or to go to see a master. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus says that the rich people uh, cannot enter the kingdom of God. Difficult. But the poor also. <laughs> the very poor also. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Huh? Huh? The middle one. The middle one. <laughs> like you. <laughs> the one who borrows money and come. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the credit cards, the glass. <laughs> Spend now, worry later. <laughs> Do you still have anything to ask me? Yes, so you can ask anything about spiritual practice, okay? And that's it. It doesn't mean you cannot ask, but try to limit, you know within the spiritual practice, because we came to retreat, we try to focus on that. And if we ask too many things, then you dissipate it, you know, your concentration dissipated. And people who listen, they're also wary, you know, and their energy and their attention are focused somewhere else then, you know, in your problem, instead of concentrate on the purpose uh, for which we came here. Yeah? Some centers, um are very strict at group meditation, and it's absolutely silent. And some other centers are, are very noisy. Should not be. No matter what noise, it should be minimized. Yeah? It should not be there at all. It should be silent, of course. Which center? Your center is noisy? Austin, Texas. Oh, Texas. Oh, the cowboys, they... <laughs> 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 they just are notorious for <laughs> making noise. What can I do about it? Why don't you talk to them? Where are the Austin's people? The cowboys. <laughs> okay, okay. Don't make noise, all right? Don't. Don't scratch. <laughs> if you scratch, scratch him. <laughs> Well, the more quiet, the better. Everybody knows that. So I don't know why the Texans people still couldn't curb their tendency. Huh? Well, should we, um, should we like uh, go touch people when they make noise or kick them out? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't think we shouldn't kick them out. We just throw them out. <laughs> 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 if they make noise too long, you know, or too often, and they better talk to them first, you know, the noisy people. Talk to the contact person and tell people, okay? Somebody say so, keep quiet. And if the people think they will tend to make noise during the meditation, then would they be so kind to sit behind, yeah? 
and maybe they can't help it, then we have a noisy corner <laughs> for them. Something like that, you know, compromise. Or they sit outside until they feel quiet enough to come in. Okay? Mm. Because they should not disturb everybody like this. During meditation, the more quiet the better, of course. Huh? Sometimes you are in Samari and you do not mind so much of the noise. It seems very far away. But when it's too sudden noise and all that, it can also shock you out of Samari and it's not very good for people. Huh? Better keep quiet. Hear me, all of you? All of the noisy centers? <laughs> Texas brunch? <laughs> Uh, one more question. And you can ask as many questions as you want. Okay? Uh, the other night, you were saying how um, you get a funny feeling around initiates, and you're, you weren't sure whether they're initiated or not. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I was kind of curious if you could explain that. Um, Why don't I know them, right? Is that what you mean? I couldn't, I recognize them, right? I told you I don't know anything. Did I not? Sometimes initiate, they don't practice so well. Okay? And then I half initiated. <laughs> so I had a hard time to make sure whether they are or they are not. <laughs> or maybe they have a hard time to decide whether they are to be or not to be <laughs> initiated. Understand? Hmm. I'm not going around checking people ID. What I mean is they have a sneaking way of looking. Okay? Either they come to say to me or they don't. And they're just sneaking around and make it very funny, very like a sneaky atmosphere. That's what it is. And then I say, I, I know, you know, I know the feeling, you know, but I couldn't come to them and say, Hey, Where's your <laughs> initiation card or something like that? I know they want, they know, I know they know me, but they just sneak around. You understand what I mean? I'm not sure whether to come or not to come. And for me, I cannot just decide that that's the one. See what I mean? And then come to talk to them. Yeah, I just don't know how to explain to you. The one way they want to hide and another way they want to come. This is a very undecisive atmosphere. We're sneaking around. I just feel... Because sometimes I don't just stand there and stare at people, you know? I just pass by, but then I feel, oh, that is somebody I know, or somebody who knows me. And then I just sneak around all the time. <laughs> what I mean is I am not very free to go everywhere. Sometimes they are not initiated. They are just uh, uh, relatives or friends. Or sometimes they are dropped out initiated. You understand? Or sometimes they just pass by and I know, I say, oh, that must be it. You know, but then I don't just concentrate on that person all the time. You see what I mean? He passed by already. Yeah. But I feel I know him. It's him. Okay? Okay. Um. <laughs> not okay. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right. What then? What's is not okay? Well, I think um, that you know everything. I don't. I told well, you all the time, I don't know anything. I used to know. I know, but I don't know. Is it correct to say that um, you know everything, but you only choose to respond to some things 
and other things you just don't respond even though you know or mm, I also don't know <laughs> uh, this is very intellectual you know the mind is different from the soul yeah the body is different from the master power the body eat the master power don't eat the body sleep the master power stay awake 24 hours the mind responds the master power just act with knowledge don't react you understand no, no, no. I get you more confused. I'm also more confused now. <laughs> the master power has to be above the body, outside the body and inside the body, in order to know everything at the same time. Yeah? And if it's not really necessary, the master power do not direct the mind to understand that, or to do anything. If it's really necessary, then the master will direct the mind to do something, okay? To react to something physically. If not, the master power just do it in a, uh, how say it, in an abstract sense, outside of the physical realm. Not that the body can understand, not that you and I can understand. The brain, not that the brain can understand. Okay? While the master power is working 24 hours, non-stop, the brain can get tired, can get overloaded, can get um, exhausted by too much information, or too, too much uh, stress, too much uh, thinking. You understand? The master power never is. So what you refer to I, to me, <laughs> right now, whether I know or not know, you refer to my brain. You understand? No, you don't. <laughs> In order to know the way you think I should know right now, I have to use the brain to know the way you think. You understand? Yeah, but that is not the brain's domain. Knowing is the master power. The, the mind can be briefed about it, you know, can be briefed a little information about it, but he doesn't have to know, okay? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> who, who understands? Please raise your hand, because don't get me talk too much now. Yeah, yeah, you see, they all understand. Okay, please explain to him later, all of you, one by one. <laughs> you, have, you have enough information around here already, okay? Okay, okay? Another question? No, what I mean is, they'll tell you. <laughs> they'll give you a hundred books about this. <laughs> Beware. <laughs> you have more questions or not? Okay, one more. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> What makes the, some things necessary for you to know? Like, why uh, just something like um, the little things going on in the center right now, mm. why, is, why do you have to know those things and not other things? It's like this. If that thing is really important, okay, then I told you already, the master make the mind react, make me react, okay? Me in the physical sense that you see. But the me, who is the master power, always doing something, always know everything. But not in the physical realm, okay? 
and in the physical realm, if something happens, if something necessary, then the master power directs the body and the mind do it for that particular thing, particular event only. And not everything else the master does, the body should know or the brain should understand. Got it? Because otherwise the brain and the body is limited. It will be busted, be exploded, yeah? Be exhausted, be overpowered, cannot take too much. So the master power do things, not always with the body and with the brain even of the physical master, understand? Because the physical master body and brain can only take so much also, cannot take too much, okay? Just like your car, no matter if you're president or the king of the Arabian world, you can't drive your car all day, all night, every day, every night, capish? Even if that's a Rolls Royce or is a Volvo or is a Mercedes, it need a rest sometimes. It need petrol. <laughs> it needs a lot of things. Okay. But actually, the master body is is uh, is more than a car. Of course, it's different. But it can get exhausted also, yeah, because of the the, the law of the universe, of the material law. All right. So that's why I tell you, just take my teaching, do the meditation. Don't 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 bother about what the body does or what I'm doing. Okay. Hmm, it's difficult, huh? Everybody un- understand? Raise your hand. You understand? Right? I see, so many people understand except you. My God. Okay. These are your teachers. After lunch, you give him. <laughs> yeah. Take the time, okay? Meditate more and then you understand without question. Now it's your turn. The intellectual question is never satisfying enough for you unless you rise to that level and understand it yourself firsthand. Okay? Yeah. Good morning, Master. Um, the ascension process, I've heard about it and read about it in a lot of spiritual books. Is that the same process as enlightenment? In spiritual books, they speak of ascending, oh, ascending, ascending, ascending okay. in yes, consciousness. Yes, yes, ascension. Yes, yes, Does that yes. mean the same thing? Yes. As immediate, well, enlightenment. No, 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 not immediate, but uh, the big rising the level of consciousness. Yes, the same. Okay. Yeah. Why? No, I was just wondering because I, I you read. <laughs> you read another book, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, human language. Yeah. Mm. You can use many terms for one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and the other question I ask this is, your, a spiritual body, does it ha- have a uh, warm feel? Because sometimes I sit in meditation and I feel this warmth around me. It's, it's not from me, I don't think, but it's, it's a very warm feeling. Very warm? Warm, yes. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that a spiritual body? Could it, be somebody, could it be your spiritual body or somebody else's spiritual body visiting me? Or is it my own spiritual body? No. Uh, this is uh, your energy rising. Okay. Yeah. When uh, it's a very comfortable, warm feeling. Mm. Yeah, it makes you feel as if, oh, as if you know, like those when you are very tired and you have a deep sleep. Yes. Yeah. This is when you enter um, a deeper level, quiet environment within yourself. 
And you feel that warm, yeah. Okay. Just feel very comfortable. It's not exactly warm, it's just so loving and so snuggling, right? Yes. I know that. Yes. Okay. It's yours. Hmm? I don't bother lending my heat to anybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it all to myself. <laughs> I'm small, I need all the heat I need to generate. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, another question. Uh, if I may ask you, uh, how did you come to receive the five holy names? Yeah, that's a secret. I thought I'd try. <laughs> <laughs> I receive it from the master. Hmm? Okay. I talk. I talk about it in one of the tape. Well, what do you think? I invented it. <laughs> no, I thought maybe that um, you're quite a through um, by acquiring the Kuan Yin method as well. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, but the real one you hear inside. Okay. I received it from God. Mm, thank you. Okay. Okay. Mm. I told you the power is not for me, it's from the Almighty. Mm. All right. Yes. Next one. Um, Master, um, about three months ago, I had a great explosion in my forehead like this and a, a great billions of experiences like this all just came. Then I understood everything, uh, that a, a great journey is waiting in front of me, journey of the soul, and, uh, and then what happened is, after this time, my level completely dropped to a lower level. Uh, my mind became very jealous and greedy, and uh, I failed. Um, that my ego also grew very greatly and uh, created great trouble for me. Is this another barrier in front of me that I step over, or did I, I did I break some precepts and uh, my level became lower again? So, is there anything you can advise me what I should do? I advise you to put down everything. That's all you have to do. Hmm? Okay, I'm trying to do that. Can you do that? Yeah, I think I can. All right. Okay. You're too attached to everything. Yeah, I know. Including spiritual attainment. Yeah. And some, some, some spirit is playing fool with you. Yeah. Trying to make you feel as if you are enlightened. Yeah. And that's what's the problem with you right now. I understand. Oh, how do I get rid of that thing? There are fifty kind of spirits who try to make fun of any spiritual practitioners. Depends on what kind of weakness we have. Right. If we are very, very attached to level of enlightenment, then he make you feel as if you are enlightened. But it's just an illusion. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's why you, you feel miserably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are so many kinds like you want it so fast without working, thing like that. And then he'll come and teach you. Oh. Maybe you read the Surakama Sutra of the Buddhist. It describes uh, in every detail all kind of mayas, okay. 50 of them. And they always try to attack our weakness, you know, the spiritual practitioner weakness, to feed our ego in whichever way we crave for. 
and then he makes us uh, arrogant and proud or sometimes deluded, okay? And then always uh, wanting to do this or do that, you know, attest to this and that. Always worry about levels and, you know, just to be proud about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel proud about spiritual attainment, then he will fit you with that. There's so many things, many things, many things. Okay? So, I put down everything, even my desire for spiritual attainment, everything, completely. No need to desire, just do your work. To just okay. do the meditation, yeah? Yeah. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Mm. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, holy people in our congregation, and that you know that. Hmm? And of course, uh, the more we practice, uh, the more holy we become. And some, a lot of them are holy. Many of you, you know, are very highly developed. We are very humble. <laughs> we practice, but we look like ordinary people. Hmm? Um, it's just that uh, most of the people, they are holy and they don't even know it. And that's the best thing about it. There's a real holy people. <laughs> okay? We are three levels. One, ordinary people. Yeah? The second, holy people. And the third, the very holy, ordinary people. <laughs> uh, other question? One more question? No. Okay, okay. Yeah, come on. Um, because the master power is is not um, this beautiful lady. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and um, I read some some teaching from Kabir. He was saying to think of the master is the best. Yes. All the time. Yes. But since the master power is not the body, what should we think of? Because <laughs> I sometimes. Sometimes when I'm troubled in the mind mm -hmm. and I think of you, mm -hmm. it's amazing because it's just completely gone. The trouble disappears very quickly. You feel better, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, then do that. I only answer this for him, not for you. Yeah? Since he tried to investigate whether I know or not know everything, I have to tell him that I don't know everything. I mean, the I that he thinks in his level. Okay? The I that you think in your level is not the I that he thinks in his level. All right? <laughs> the master is not the body, is for sure. But without the body, there's no master. So <laughs> pick your choice. <laughs> doesn't matter what we say, it's still not correct. Because the human language, in a physical level, you can only express so much. That's why we have quarrel between, you know, each other, between husband and wife, between the most loving couple, because the language. Sometimes you don't mean that way, but you started to talk and then, <laughs> you know, one word after another and then it begins fighting. But in your mind and in your heart, it's not like that. It's very difficult sometimes to express things without having trouble, without feeling the limitation of the human language. Hmm? 
and not to talk about the, the, the master uh, body. Most of the master body, if you meditate well, you don't see it. <laughs> Even if I sit here, you don't see my body anymore. So there is no body to begin with. Understand? And there is no necessity to go around, even if there is a body of the Master, to nose into everybody's business and to check everybody's ID, you know, at the first glance like this. You have to be free. The Master has to be free from all small tribal details. And yet, at the same time, the Master power know everything. You understand? Hmm? Well, I don't know how to say it. If you understand that, it is good for you. <laughs> I don't expect him to understand that. <laughs> and that's why I'm patient and answer him the way he would understand. And it's okay also. All right? And when you understand that, what well, like he does understand, then you don't ask this question anymore. But I will wait. I will be patient. Yes. <laughs> don't confuse yourself. Yeah? Whatever you feel good about the master body or not body, you just do it. <laughs> The question, everyone is different. Everyone is different level. And I have to teach people according to what they know. Hmm? Of course, the best thing is to think of the Master. But only you have to discover it yourself. I can't force you. And forcing you, it seems like I advertise for myself. <laughs> hmm? Next one. Yes, please. Master, before I was initiated, um, seeking um, enlightenment. I, I was in the New Age and with a lot of um, healing modalities, uh, which you term as uh, psychic healing, whatever. And uh, I, I developed a very powerful energy, as you've once said, if you are not pure enough, you can suffer unfavorable circumstances. I surely did. Um, the energy is still within my head. Um, it is it used to be sitting on my gums, and then it used to be sitting on my top of my gums. Now, with the, the Kuan Yin method and your, your, uh, the Kuan Kuan, I am now bringing it back to the wisdom eye, which is helping me. Um, before, I was very frightened of this energy, because when I was meditating, actually, uh, before initiation, the energy would be, the, the cord was so strong, um, it would even shake if I'm not in the right position, would put me in the right position. I was very, very frightened. I was to meditate. Since I met you and your teachings, I got initiated. And knowing that the Master Power is with me, the fear has subsided. And now I, I do meditate. And um, the, the question is, Master, will it go, Master, one day? Or uh, Because uh, when I'm doing nothing, it's worse. It, the pool is very bad, you know, and I feel initially I was suicidal. I wanted to commit suicide. That was before I met you. So bad. And then it was so bad. And even now, the pool is there all the time. Mm -hmm. The pool is within me. Mm -hmm. yes. Just let go. Let go. Let it go. It's you. Keep keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> let it go, okay? Mm. If you ignore it, huh? let it go. Let it go. Just a habit. Yes, please. Yes, Master. Uh, I have. A, I just kind of wanted to get your response on this uh, question that I have. Um, like, 
really um, all I want to do is just progress and to help people. You know, that's what I want to do with my life right now. And there's really nothing else that um, that that, con that you know that concerns me. So um, really, I have three years of uh, of college left. So I'm um, I'm wondering, um, do you think I should uh, finish and get the degree, and I can help people more that way, and progress more that way? Nothing really pulls me in one direction, you know. So I just kind of wanted to get like maybe your thoughts on what I should do to accomplish you know the goals that I want to do, which is um, uh, helping people and um, you know progressing. You still enjoy your study? Um, I'm not sure because I'm taking a semester off right now and I'm living at the uh, Austin Center. How old are you? Still very young. Huh? Uh, 20, yeah, 20. Then you just study only three more years, doesn't matter. Hmm? Okay. And have something and then if you decided to stay with the world then you have a degree to work. Huh? And meanwhile you study spiritual issue and try to adjust if you want to go in that spiritual direction. Take some time to adjust, you know. If, if, it's, if it's up to me, I would say, ah, just leave it and come. But <laughs> I have to consider a lot of things for you, okay? For me, I don't care much about, about worldly knowledge or success or name, fame. But for you, for your family, yeah, in this physical world, you have to be more practical, <laughs> all right? Yeah. Mm. Your parents initiated? No. <laughs> See? I create some problem. It's very good that they let you stay in the center already, okay? So you do it slowly. Don't, don't alarm them, all right? Don't just suddenly drop everything. <laughs> and uh, maybe they, they're too frightened. Then it might have even reverse effect. Huh? Just let them know you're still hanging there. And be doing good at school. Hmm? And then later, the transit, you know, will be more smooth. Suppose you want to go one way or another. Isn't that better, don't you think so? Yes. Yeah. Still have a lot of time. Yeah, what else? You like it, huh? You like the center, huh? Oh, Austin yes, center. Yes, very much. I'm of very, course. very fortunate that I can stay there. Thank of you. Of course. You know, I cleared it all up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my hand, there's a problem here because I work there. <laughs> no, it's better now, there's a lot, still a lot of ants there? No, not one. No more? <laughs> Funny, huh? They're all gone, huh? All gone. Good, good, good. Because before, a lot of ants on the ground. Wherever you go, there are ants. Ants everywhere. And uh, cactus, <laughs> right? It was a pretty bad sight. <laughs> now it's good, huh? Yes, it was already, uh, yeah. it was already almost good when I left it. Yeah, yeah. Wherever I go, I work hard. I used to do. I work for everybody. That's good, huh? That's what we should do. Everywhere we go, we should bless the place with different aspect. You know, if we could work, then we work. If we could not work, but we meditate to bless the land in spirit, spiritually. That's the way we should do. We'll be a good guest everywhere we go. Hmm? All right. I, will, I hope that uh, my work is a good example for you. <laughs> hmm? As a good guest in every place. Yes, yes. Okay, here. Yeah. You finished, brother? Yes. Okay.
I just want to know about when we ask a question inside, maybe write it down, how to be sure whether the answer is just from our computer brain uh-huh. or from our intuition. Well, if it's logical enough and it makes you feel good, mm-hmm. feel convinced, mm-hmm. then that is. From the intuition. Yes, yes. Right. Or else you, you just do it and you, know, you do it the most, like the answer that you feel most convinced, mm-hmm. yeah, like 60, 70% and try it. Life is a risk, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank yes. He tenido la, la oportunidad de eh, experimentar el poder del maestro a través de, de mi vida, pero tengo muchos problemas cuando tengo, hago la meditación en la luz porque todavía continúo viendo oscuridad y no sé qué cuál es el problema que tengo. She says she has had a lot of experiences of the master power in her life, but that when she does meditation, when she does the light meditation, she has problems because she just sees darkness, and she'd like to know what the problem is. Mm. Maybe she's on the fourth level. (laughs) (laughs) Could be true. (laughs) She'll come out of it later. Sometimes she comes out at night when she sleeps. All right. Yes. If you have a lot of experience otherwise, then it's good for you already. Si ya tienes otras muchas otras experiencias, ya es muy bueno para ti. Pardon. Je pose une question, c'est à propos du du mental. Même quand je récite les cinq noms, je trouve que je suis toujours dans le mental. Et des fois, ça me fait même partir des des cinq noms. Je suis dans des pensées, j'arrive pas à en sortir. Mm. Tu veux sortir où Ben, ne, ne penser moins, quoi. Mm-hmm. Moins le mental. Ça fait rien. Laisse. Laisse tranquille. Mm? Just be natural. Do not think too much. Il faut pas penser trop. Casser ben, la tête. <laughs> d'accord. I tell him, don't think too much, you'll break his head. <laughs> Qu'est-ce que tu penses Différentes choses. Ça va rien. Tout le monde pense quelque chose. De temps en temps. Hein? Et si tu fais une méditation un, un peu plus et plus, après, ça va disparaître. Dis- disparaître. Il faut le temps. Hein? D'accord, merci. Je vous en prie, monsieur. More question? Mm. No? No, merci. Mm. Merci, c'est une bonne question. <laughs> yeah? This poem uh, I wrote in Sydney at the last retreat, but it's also very appropriate here. It's called The Most Treasured Moments. The wind speaks to you in all tones. It whispers. It screams. It laughs. It cries. I listen for your voice, and the wind brings it to me. Wow. Through, uh, <laughs> <laughs> through the trees, through the creaking structures, through the cry of a distant bird, through the rain, yes, definitely, through the wind's caress on the rain. My most treasured moments are sitting here laughing with you, listening to the wind. It's very nice. Thank you very much. Thank it was you. very beautiful. I like it very much. Thank you. Yeah.
Okay, I wish you a very nice practice on chopsticks. <laughs> and I'll see you very soon again. You may sit here if you want. Yeah. I'm very happy with you, even the lousy ones. <laughs> yes, because uh, no matter what level, you are trying very hard. Uh, for you, the long-legged people, <laughs> to, to force yourself to sit in a lotus position is already a very, very great effort. Yeah? And I know most of you do not save money that much, so you just live on credit. <laughs> and even then, you manage, you know, to save some to come here, and such a long trip. And I know you could go elsewhere, like Caribbean island, for example, yeah? And you like sport, you know? You like surfing, you like skiing, you like ski-laufen. <laughs> yeah, you like all kind of very active life, huh? and I understand that. And I appreciate your effort to have come here and try your best even though it's for your benefit. I know you're very sincere, and you are the very blessed ones, very blessed ones, because your life is fulfilled. You lack nothing. Most of you lack nothing. And the fact that you come here, not because you lack something, <laughs> not because you, your life is miserable, or you need uh, desperately a blessing from me or from God, you come because you understand. You come because you you're sincere, because you're really aware what's the most important issue in human's life. And that touched me very much. And that's why most of the time I treat you specially, just to compensate for your legs. <laughs> see you, see you. to tell me stories, right? <laughs> huh? I don't know what story to tell you, actually, except now it's becoming hot. <laughs> so how did you meditate? Really? Not too suffering? Your, your long legs don't bother you? <laughs> the what? <laughs> yeah. There's one man who, who got robbed by a robber, huh? and he say, I just, I was like, kick my leg on his head, and he took his uh, wooden leg. <laughs> People thought, oh, how come? You, you know Kung Fu or something? How can you kick, kick somebody? He's a six-foot-tall robber, and how can you 
the kick is on the top of the head. And I just took my leg out and then <laughs> beat him on the head. <laughs> this is student, right? Okay. How do you ask you, how do you students manage to save money to come here? I, when I was a student, I'm very poor. Huh? Parents. Parents? Oh, your parents give you? Wow, what a good parents. They give you money for holidays also? Huh? Really? Rich parents, huh? Wonderful. <laughs> well, everybody wishes their parents like that, huh? Because most of uh, most of European uh, American parents, they do not provide everything, right, to the children. The Asian parents do, in the hope that they will return later. Or <laughs> 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 well, Asian people, they mean business, you know. <laughs> Especially the Chinese and the Vietnamese. Yeah, and the children also treat the parents very well, even after they die. They have to take care that their, their bones are buried in the right place so that they bring good luck to them. <laughs> so after, after, the, after they die, the parents still work. <laughs> Is that not true? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Asians pay a lot of attention to the tombs of their ancestors. Because <laughs> it depends on where they bury. Later on, they, they bring good business to the children or not. So sometimes they pay quite a lot of money for a good site. Yeah. Auspicious, auspicious piece of land to bury their parents. Because burying a good site and the children will prosper, thing like that. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know, but according to Chinese uh, population, I don't know how many people can get a good piece of land. <laughs> Maybe they don't. <laughs> That's why the, the Chinese are not really prosper. Many of them at the moment. <laughs> mm. And what did you do, you? Computer work. Uh huh. Very exciting, huh? <laughs> it's pretty boring. Boring, huh? I thought, uh, is that uh, to have anything to do with internet or not? Absolutely. Yeah. Everything. Oh, that's good. You can contact people through internet. Yeah. Yeah. So why you say boring? Sometimes it's interesting, and I'm learning new things. Uh huh. Other times it's very tedious. Well, the same with every job. My job also tedious sometimes. <laughs> You know, when I have to take care of the microphone and, you know, scope people. <laughs> Every job, yeah? Yeah, but I guess we're born to do something and we do it. Hmm? All right, tell me, tell me if you have an exciting job. Raise your hands. Yeah, okay, okay. She's a nurse, it's Philippine. Maybe she has an exciting job. Yeah. What about it? Well, uh, since I have asked you three years ago if I should quit being a nurse, and you told me not to quit nursing, and I stayed, and I finally loved my job ever since then, uh -huh. uh, something changed. The perspective of being a nurse has changed to a, a higher level, yes. and I really enjoy it. And I, I work for a plastic surgeon 
uh, weirdly enough, because everybody wants to be beautiful. So I help beautify people. Yes. And uh, even though I don't have any work done on me, people think I have work done on me because they say I look much younger than my age. Mm -hmm. And they thought my, my boss had done surgery on me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, your boss did, you know. <laughs> my big boss did. <laughs> Ever since I got initiated, uh, yes. I felt big, much big better. Big, big surgery. Big. The, yes, he did. Still <laughs> doing it. Big time, it. baby. <laughs> yes, still doing it. <laughs> so you like your job right now? I really enjoy it for the first time after 30-something 30, 30 years of nursing. Oh, really? Oh, I've never really, I hated it before. I you hated it with it? a passion. Uh -huh. I couldn't stand it. I prayed that I would change jobs, but I didn't know anything else. I was trained to be a nurse, and that's all yes. I could do, I thought. Yes, and after 30 years, how you change, right? <laughs> 30 yeah. years of job, same job, how you change, yeah. But, but now it feels very exciting because uh, patients really like my support, uh, spiritual support yes. that I'm learning from the and uh, I have a lot more energy than when I was younger. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I can stay up all night without sleep for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't get tired too often, and uh, more people love me more than ever. Wow, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> and other people, my families are very much more uh, loving of me than they used to be. Wow. So I owe it all to, to you, Master, and the Kuan Yin Master. I truly, sincerely thank you. Well, thank you much. yourself. That <laughs> you have done yourself a great, uh, I would say, favor. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Just keep practicing and everything changes. Yeah. So you love your job now. That's nice I to really hear. I really do. Really nice to hear. Yeah. We have to look at it in a more positive way, huh? It, it was a miracle to, to change yeah. my attitude overnight yeah. about the same job I've done for so long. Uh -huh. And now I just feel like it's my own business, even though I work for a, a surgeon, oh, as yeah. if it's my own practice. Oh, really? It's really amazing. Yeah. Since that day you told me to stay, stay nursing and just do it with love. That was the difference. Yes. I'm doing it with love now. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> well, sometimes I tell people the same thing, but they don't listen. So that's the difference. See? The difference is in you, because you listen. You believe in me. And it, it really, really works when you do. Everything you say is very... I mean, if it's, it's really simple, but yet it's hard. But when you do hear it and follow it, really works. Good for you. Two hundred percent. Good for you, good for you. I'm very, very happy to hear this. How about other people more exciting? <laughs> you can make your job exciting, that's for sure. It's nice to sit around and chat for a while, huh? You know, a nonsensical thing. <laughs> it's okay? Mm. Job is not always interesting, of course, yeah? But we make our life more interesting out of that job, some part of it, and then make our life uh, interesting beside that job. Yeah, then it's okay. Actually, the system of working in this world is, is uh, of course, is boring most of the time, you know, because of survival. A lot of people have to waste their talent and uh, time and precious freedom in order to earn a living. And that's what makes uh, many jobs miserable.
because they feel they are forced to do it. And they're trained to do only one job and they couldn't change, you know. But uh, the perfect system would be that each one should be able to work the way he wants or she wants, and not because of the money. But then everyone should be provided enough to survive. And everything else extra, then you do what you want to to earn, you know. This is a little different from the communism, <laughs> of course. Maybe communism could work if it's if everybody really do it, you know. But also with the spiritual understanding, not just physical. And trying to uh rise everyone up instead of pull everyone down to the same level <laughs> to be equal. That's a little difference. In some of all the more advanced society in the universe, you don't have to work for a living. Everywhere they would have like a, uh, a common kitchen, a common store where everyone can uh, exchange their labor, you know, exchange their work, their craft, for the goods that they need. And if they don't have, they can also have something. But if they want extra, then they have to strive in different way. Yeah. And each one just contribute his talent or his ability to society, not for the money, yeah, but for the pleasure of it, for the honor of contribution. Contribution, and money doesn't exist in those society, because they don't need any. You are always provided whatever you need, and in such a high society, high highly developed, not high society, <laughs> not in our sense, highly developed society, people don't don't need much. They know what they need, and mostly just basic and enough, and the rest they spend their time for leisure, you know, for developing their own talent or their own hobby or whatever field they choose to develop. And that's why people are more and more, the more they are free, the more they are developed and they do not have to worry about material necessities like in our society. It is an entirely different system and people are happier like that. Maybe in the future, our planet would be in such an environment. Maybe three thousand years later, <laughs> <laughs> when everyone is vegetarian, and meat is uh, would be a kind of uh, a naughty, <laughs> a naughty outbreak, you know, where they have restaurants very far in a far remote corner of the planet, and <laughs> you have to uh, take aeroplane to go there, eat a meal, and come back. <laughs> if sometimes you want to be naughty. <laughs> Meat restaurant will be as rare, you know, like we have vegetarian right now, vegetarian <laughs> restaurant right now. Yeah, right now is the opposite. <laughs> Many of the uh, planets, other system, you know, I heard it. It's more ideal, more ideal than ours. Our system is very physical very physical. Everything is concentrated on survival, uh, money, property, houses and all that. 
But in other systems, they don't need that. They are provided. Yeah. Maybe you don't need even a car to, to transport yourself around. All you need is just a, maybe just a safety belt, a belt, <laughs> or maybe a small apparatus, yeah, with a button, <laughs> and you just put it on your body somewhere. Yeah, you just click, and then you go anywhere you want. Yeah, and somewhere else you don't even need that. Just ride on the cloud, or ride on a lotus, ride on a blade of grass, whatever. This would be more convenient. No pollution needed. <laughs> Our society uh, is very, very physical, very dense in thinking, and in uh, the way of living, very dense. In other planets, their thinking are so noble, so light. If you happen to go there and associate with them, you feel you have not a worry in the world. You feel elated by no reason. You don't even need to meditate to feel elated. You just feel like in samadhi all the time. Your mind, your body is light like the cloud. Not that you are become you become like an idiot or <laughs> or blank in your mind. It's not that. It's just that everything becomes so simple and easy. Every thinking with no effort. Everything you do is so natural, so spontaneous, and so loving that you don't even feel you're doing it. And, and whatever you do, you get satisfaction out of doing it because you do it with love. Not like in our system here, we do it most of the time for survival. And that's what makes the job hard. You see? Because many people, they don't like computer, but they have to do it because that's that's maybe the most uh, available job at the moment, and high pay, and easy, yeah. And then once they're trained into that direction, it's difficult for them to train in another direction, because they will keep you eight hours to ten hours every day already, and once you go home, you're exhausted. You have no other alternative. You have no energy to want to change. And weekend, you have to do shopping, cook, you know, wash your clothes and wash dishes, or go with girlfriend, whatever, you know, that, that's the minimum, otherwise you kaput if you don't have a change, <laughs> you don't have some pleasure, you see? And the weekend go fast, yeah? Mm. Then you have to sleep to make up for the time loss, you know, and all that, a lot of things to do. So if you once you're stuck or trained in one job, it's difficult to change. Yeah, in some of the job you can you can add varieties to your your environment, and you can look at it differently. But in some of the job, you really stuck with machines and all that all the time, and you do feel heavy and bored. Huh? It's because of the survival uh, standard in this world is very demanding. And not everyone can afford to have leisure time to think for himself. So many artistic people, many artists are buried under this material survival must <laughs> instinct, you know. They cannot go beyond. That's why for the real artists, they have to sacrifice. Most of them live in poverty, except Picasso. 
Yeah. That's a lucky guy. <laughs> Most of the artists live in poverty, yeah, until the day they die. And after they die, <laughs> their artwork, you know, make other people become billionaires or millionaires at least. Then people start to appreciate their work. I don't know why. But those artists, if they have become rich, if they have uh, like make money in other ways, and they couldn't be inspired to produce such masterpiece that uh, you know there has been like timeless masterpiece like that. For that they had to sacrifice a lot. They live in in, in misery, you know, sometimes in lack of a lot of material comfort, in order to have this inspiration. And that is why most of the art <laughs> are miserable, you know, uh, depicting some kind of um, melancholy, yeah, kind of direction, kind of expression, because this also colored by the artist's feeling at that time. And most people are more inspired when they are in a dire circumstances and not when they are too happy. When you're happy, <laughs> very difficult to write poetry or to paint something that, that is long-lasting. I don't know why. You're too happy, you don't even bother to paint. <laughs> Only when you have so much time and nothing to do. Girlfriend's gone, boyfriend left or something, and then you sit there and then you feel the urge to do something. And most of the time in this circumstance, masterpieces are born. Even songs, poetry, yeah, or painting. This is a pity, though. Mm. But in higher society, they don't need all this misery to produce masterpiece, because they have a lot of time, a lot of time for themselves, a lot of time to be happy, and a lot of time to be pensive, pensive thinking. Yeah. So most of the people, uh, if they truly have talent. They do need some time and space for themselves in order to garnish, to harness this kind of inspiration and to materialize it. Because what you think inside and what you feel in here is different from what you put out in paper. Yeah? Because it's completely uh, the two worlds, see? One is the intellectual world. Uh, another emotional word, and the other is physical word. To express the intellect or the emotion in the canvas, on the canvas or on a piece of paper, is very different. So they need a lot of time. It's not the moment they write a poem, or it's not the moment that they paint a picture that the inspiration came. No, it doesn't just come at that time. It has been prepared for a long time before that. So the artists, most of the time, they, they had to have a lot of time. So most people always have the, the, the impression that the artists are very lazy. You know that, huh? They're famous for being lazy, hanging around, doing nothing. And so people will curse them, say, well, no wonder you are poor. You don't do anything. But that's their job, you know? They're waiting for inspiration. <laughs> yes. 
Do you see any artist who is busy making money up to now? No, I don't think so, huh? The famous one, huh? The most famous one. Normally they don't do any other kind of job except just to hang around and waiting for inspiration to come. Yeah, yes. Sometimes it's like that. Uh, one of the famous uh, painter, you know, Claude Monet, is that his name? Huh, Monet? Monet, the French one, huh? Monet, yeah. He, is, um, he has confessed that sometimes the painting is very, very difficult for him. And they can't just do it. So sometimes they hang around for weeks or months until they paint one. So to the ordinary eyes of the people, they are very lazy. Yeah. I can't paint lately, I don't do it anymore. I'm too busy for painting. Yeah. I had to have a little bit more time. I mean, not just time, but the, the, the space and time inside. When I don't have much worry to, to take care, to iron out, you know, then I can do it. Even too preoccupied with a lot of things, more material things and mundane things, then it's difficult. I don't feel like painting. I don't even, I don't even think of it. Yeah, forgot altogether. But otherwise I could paint, you know, even though I look lousy, but at least I could paint. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Now, same with poetry. I need a lot of time. Just like the fruit, you know. When the fruit ripe, it's not that moment. It's been a long time, you know. It's been taking the sun and the wind and the rain for many weeks or many months until that moment, and then you wake up, you see the mango is yellow. But it's not that moment, right? It has been a long time, preparation. Same with any artistic people, um, any artistic product, it's like that. So, at least we ordinary people, we meditate. So at least we can survive in this world. So when you do whatever job you do, at least you have more energy, more inspiration to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's even more boring. If you don't meditate, it's a more burden. Unless you're totally, you know, like, uh, materialistic moron. <laughs> you don't feel anything else except just go, come, go, come, A5, A5, A5. Yeah, then you don't think. You don't feel any burden, any suffering. It's work, you know. Maybe sometimes like machine, yes. If we still have some solid, you know, kind of remembrance of our origin, then then working from eight to five will kill us. Many times it kills people, but they become dull, you know. They just accept it and they don't want to think anymore, and they just go on, go on, go on, go on. And that's why many people have to reincarnate because they can't think this life anymore. They're devoted half of their lifetime, more than half a lifetime, to working, to, to earn survival, you know, necessity. Because they don't have time to think anymore. So they have to be reborn again to think. <laughs> and maybe they don't have time to think again in that lifetime, then they have to be reborn again, again and again. And luckily, we don't have to. 
because at least we have space and time to think for ourselves. That two and a half hours that you invest every day, this will work for a long time, for a thousand years, because in, at the time you enter eternity, during your meditation, time stops. You know, it's not only two and a half hours, it's thousands of years of aeons of revolution, of evolution, and of uh, development. You understand? You enter a different time and space zone. So like this, you're recharged. And when you come back anew, so you don't have to keep coming back another lifetime to be renewed, or to be um, yourself. Because every one of us to be born, the purpose is to learn to know yourself again, that's all. And if we don't do it this lifetime, we have to do it next lifetime, and the next, and the next, and the next. So if we have time now, two and a half hours, we do it every day. That means we already, we would do it for millions of years. You understand? So do not think it's only two and a half hours, and do not think it's too much. Each minute you put in is represent a lifetime. Because in eternity there's no such thing as two and a half hours or one minute. It's always eternity. We are only counting time because when we trap in time, then we know it's time. Once we are out of the time, there is no time. You understand what I mean? Maybe you don't, but you try. <laughs> so the time for meditation is very precious, you know? It's your hundreds of aeons evolution squeezed together, just like concent- concentrated chips for the computer, you know? Just a little chip like this, contain thousands and sometimes millions of information. You know that, huh? Little chip. So it's not the size, okay? It's not the time. It's not the, the number that we are accustomed to. The time of meditation is completely different time, different space. So the more you enter into this uh, timeless, spaceless space, <laughs> the better for you. The more you know yourself, the more you free. Mm. Especially the Kuan Yin is very important to you. Huh? The more stress the world gives you, the more running you should do. Sometimes we cannot help it because sometimes it's too stressed out and uh, we forget. But the medicine is always at hand. The kingdom of God is always at hand. Yeah, and God is always inside, so always try to remember. And that's why group meditation is good for you, retreat is good for you, video tape good for you, audio tape good for you. Always keep in contact, always reminding, supporting you to go forward. Without all this, you fail miserably, quickly. Even after initiation, you will not have enough energy to sustain your faith and to go on. That's why I, I like group meditation, <laughs> even though it costs me a lot of money and time sometimes. <laughs> I love it whenever we can buy any center or do any center for everybody. I do that at any time at any cost. Mm. And truly, when you sit alone at home, sometimes you don't sit that placidly. When you go to group meditation, you sit well, no? Yeah, 
Maybe in the beginning not. Yeah, maybe for some beginner it's difficult. But hang on, hang on in there. And you will get the grip of it, and you will miss it if you don't go. Because you feel different, right? Like you take a bath <laughs> after you go to group meditation, as if you renew your spirit and determination. Yes. So please get in touch always with yourself through some material help like group meditation, especially a retreat, yeah, or books. Yes. Uh, of course, not everybody needs this, yeah? But most of us do. Most of us do. Some people can meditate alone and feel well, and that's all right too, yeah? But it's also do no harm if we come together and support each other. Yeah, it's good. Even if we don't need group meditation, it's also nice to support the others. Yes. So anyhow, um, most of the uh, the group or most other soccer masters, they, they don't have a retreat such a big like this. I I don't know because of space or what or because time. But I do I do value this kind of retreat and group meditation very much. Most of them don't don't group meditation too much, just a little bit, maybe a few ten thousand people, but not every week a lot, you know, like hundreds or thousands of people. And truly meditate, yeah. Most of the time, even in India, they just come listen to the master, eat and then go home. Uh, when you meditate alone, sometimes you you feel discouraged because you don't sit so well and you don't have progress, yeah? So when you go to group meditation, you feel, feel uh, it's really good. You, yeah, you really got something. Cleaning. Uh, cleaning, and then you feel the success, yeah? And then that's why you want more and more, and that's good for you. Uh, I wish all the master would uh, always organize group meditation for all the people, you know, but they don't do that. They have some center, but not everybody come there and do retreat or meditate. Um, by themselves. Kuan hmm. you must do what? You must do what? You must see the time and do the Kuan because it's very cleansing, very cleansing and very elevating. I have a friend who um, initiated under, initiated under uh, Sean Singh 25 years ago, and um, sometimes he invites me with him. Mm-hmm. Um, not Kuan Yin, of course. It's okay if we meditate together. With him? Oh, sure, why not? I didn't know if we were allowed to meditate with other people outside of can. these can <laughs> But uh, it's not really necessary, yeah. Because <laughs> then two together, sitting in one, is better. The oneness is better. It's not because I discriminate between me and, and Master Charan Singh. It's you and him discriminate. <laughs> oh. cannot, cannot really, you know, and that's why. Don't sometimes don't feel the the supporting energy. That's all. Okay. Yeah. So um, my other question is, I know that healing work. I understand the repercussions of of doing psychic work and whatnot. But sometimes in different levels, um, I see formulas for um, medication or herbs and putting things together. Is it okay to bring that information back down? into this level and utilize it? Mm. If necessary, if somebody needs it. Okay. If somebody come and ask you about it, uh, to use herbs, it's okay. You write it out for yourself, in case sometime you need it. 
Normally, every formula is good for something. It says so. Yeah, like for cough, for backaches, something. That's that's where all the healers learn the art of healing, and all the doctors in the old time, the shamans, learn the art of herbal uh, benefit. Yeah, you think where do they learn it from? They can just go out and chew all the grass and know about it. <laughs> yeah, all the all the herb, herbal. Um, medical property and all the kind, all the art of uh, um, meditative exercise, including Tai Chi Chuan or Hatha Yoga, they originated from the higher level of consciousness. When the yogi is meditated, he sometimes do it naturally by himself. In some, not the highest level. In some level, suddenly the body will move. Yeah, and something. That's why you see tempo dance and all that. These are all from meditative um, experience. Later, people write it down, okay? And then it becomes popular in this physical world. Yeah. Similar like music also. The floods and the harp and all that is all from inside. And then people later come back and they try to imitate it, yeah, just to communicate with each other in the old time, to know each other's level. <laughs> yeah, also, also a souvenir, you know. And then even that's why the outer music amuses people, heals people too. Yeah, sometimes when you're tired, you couldn't even meditate alone. You listen to some music and meditate at the same time. Or leave it at the, on the background, you know, and meditate. You feel yourself calm. Or listen with the earplug, earphone. No, ear, earphone, right? Yeah. And then you feel calm after a few hours. Yeah. But the quaning will calm you after 20 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay? Thank you.